Welcome to Round Guy the Podcast, episode 57. Uh, we're sitting here with Andy Nelson, who is running for city council or for the mayor's position in Richland, Iowa. Welcome to the program, Andy. Thank you, Dave. Thanks a lot. So uh, a lot of people in town don't know you. Uh, I think you got a little prepared statement you want to make, and then we'll ask some questions after that. So okay. go ahead. Thanks for letting me be on the radio today. Um, I am running for the position of mayor in the city of Richland. Uh, the first thing I want to do is congratulate my predecessor, Tom Hoekstra, for stepping up and doing the best job he could do for our small town of Richland. Unfortunately, when you accept the mayor or city council appointment, you realize pretty quick that you can't please everyone. I would like to recognize all the past mayors and council persons for stepping up to help promote and make Richland a better place. All I ask is the residents of Richland give me a chance to bring new ideas and a fresh perspective on how to continue to make Richland a great community to live in. A little about me. I am a businessman who operates a driving school. I operate, <clears throat> operate for most of central and southeastern Iowa, working with individuals who are autistic, have anxiety, ADHD, or other challenges to earning a driver's license. I've got two kids who go to Pekin. I've been in business for over 28 years. I have a bachelor's degree in psychology, secondary education, and a master's in business. This education has provided me many successes in life, and I'll use this education and business experiences to help Richland if elected. As I look at Richland and have been speaking to residents, the topics I feel that are necessary to continue making Richland a great community to call home are stability, promotion, and unity. Richland has a long history of being a stable community, but right now we are challenged with keeping a city clerk. The city clerk is a difficult position to fill and retain the right person. There is more to the position than the scene on the face. The position involves a lot of compliance with state regulations that must be followed. They need to be a problem solver, have a fiscal mind for saving money, and be able to find money either through grants or other resources. But right now, we've gone through three city clerks in a short span. If we're going to keep a good city clerk, I will work with the council to develop an appropriate employment package essential to the retention of this person through a competitive wage and benefits and develop an understanding that even when council members change, we all need to agree that the city clerk is the authority on policy and procedures. This person is the backbone of the city administratively, and we need this person to be here long-term for Richland to remain fiscally sound. So while I'm speaking of the city clerk being the backbone of Richland administratively, I do want to state that our current maintenance man, Greg Ford, is doing an outstanding job making Richland look nice and keeping things operational. He is one person for a multitude of jobs necessary to keep Richland functioning. It took a long time to find a consistent individual to take the reins of this position and now take ownership in the duties. We need to keep him as well. There are so many things he is learning and is becoming a knowledgeable asset to the city of Richland. I will work with our council to make sure we develop incentives to keep him working for the city of Richland. We just cannot afford to lose exceptional employees that we have. My last point on stability is our water system and infrastructure. Richland currently has very low water bills. This is because we have not upgraded the city system in many years. For Richland to main, remain current with the appropriate technologies, we need to invest in upgrades to provide better monitoring for our water system. We have gone on too long. Before things start to break as our equipment ages, investing in upgrades can save the city money in the long run. Constantly making repairs or fixes will only cause the city to spend more money than save it. This will no doubt 
cause our water bills to increase, but the small increase that we incur is better than facing potentially high repair bills and dealing with the loss of service. If you check with your friends or relatives in other cities, you will see that Richland's water bill is very inexpensive. As mayor, I will look, work with our council to look at the upgrades that are essential to keeping Richland operating efficiently. So the next thing is promotion. And promotion is a key element in lots of cities. Promotion is a key element to the survival of any city, large or small. Richland needs to host at least six events a year to remain on a traveler's radar or to remind folks where we are so we are being visited on a frequent basis. The events do not have to be huge. For instance, the car show I put on in late September brings people to town. The trunk or treat in the coming weeks is a great event. Others in the community are planning Christmas events. The firemen do a great job hosting events throughout the year. Even the return to live auctions would be great. It brings people to Richland. I want to work with residents to make the ball fields come alive again with tournaments over a couple weekends a year. This is a city resource that is barely used and should be utilized, but promotion is a big job. But the benefits can be rewarding to the community and the local business that are here to serve them. Richland is a beautiful community with beautiful homes and offers a safe place to live, to raise children or retire. That being said, we do have some properties that are not as attractive as we all, would all hope to see in our community. Circumstances sometimes are unavoidable and residents cannot handle the situation or there's simply not enough money to implement repairs or there's a death and things just fall apart. Some individuals buy an abandoned property only to find out it was more than they bargained for. These are all hard questions and sometimes the solutions are hard to, solutions are hard to find right away. I know there are state and federal resources to help communities clean up these abandoned properties and help owners get the property cleaned up or recycled so a new home can be built on that property. But this does, this does take time. It's not a quick fix and it can seem like nothing is getting done. There are resources that I'm trying to utilize to find solutions to help the city and property owners a way to solve the problem. But in government, we have to remember it just takes time. Solving city problems, issues, concerns is the job of the mayor and city council, but we all need to work together. Unity is my last topic. Over the years, I moved to Rich since I moved to Richland, it seems that the community I moved into to call a new home for myself and my family was very inviting. Unity is tough because we all have ideas and opinions on how things need to be done. We now live in a society where everything has to be done right away or immediately. I would submit that if we can all agree on a few pressing issues at a time, instead of trying to deal with so many concerns at once, we can avoid circling back to the same issue again and again. Is there a right answer to solving all these issues facing the city? In a word, no. We can just keep working together to solve the problems, keep an open mind and hoping for positive results. Every position in city government is volunteer and we all have our own careers to balance while handling our elected duties. It can be frustrating at times when you feel nothing is being done. I have experienced this myself on a couple occasions. It is frustrating, but everyone running for the office of mayor or city council only have the best intentions to improve conditions and the sustainability of the city of Richland. It is their opportunity to serve. Thank you. Well, Andy, uh, how long have you lived in town and uh, why did you come here and what are your uh, thoughts on living in this community? Uh, moved here about five, six, year ago, five or six years ago. Uh, my kids 
we're going to Pekin and I was in Fairfield and that was just a too long of a commute. So I moved up here to Ridgeland. Um, I had been here oh, occasionally because I put on a car show every five years during Ridgeland's homecoming. And so got to know um, past mayor, Steve Roberts, and then current mayor, Tom Hoekstra, and um, bringing events, you know, to help, you know, sustain Richmond. Uh, but since moving here, <coughs> excuse me, um, nice community, safe. Honestly, you don't have to lock your doors, probably should, um, but um, quiet. And I like it. Taxes are low, but property values are up. So it's kind of nice to hear. It's kind of the best of both worlds there, isn't uh -huh. it? Uh, yeah, I, I think uh, your story mirrors a lot of people that live here that Pekin School is basically the driving factor. Mm -hmm. I came here to give my kids a better education at Pekin School 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, I like your ideas on uh, promoting the city and creating the more events. And I think that would, uh, we have a beautiful square and I think it's a little mm -hmm. underutilized. Let me ask you, uh, I talked to some people in town and uh, I talked to uh Dr. Hoy one time a few a while ago, and he mentioned uh, that the seniors and the people of the town would appreciate some kind of like a trail, uh, more like a loop, you know, like he thought maybe we could take some recycled tires or something and create a path that was a, just say a, a, a set distance, like a half mile, you mm -hmm. know, so, you know, every two laps you did a mile or maybe it could be a mile. I don't know. I mean, but, uh, you know, is there, could that be a project that could be done in uh, either the, the parks or the... I think it would be definitely applicable in the, where the ball diamonds are. I mean, once you get past the ball diamonds, you can see that big open grassy space um, past the playground. So I think, you know, something that could be, we could look for grant resources. I mean, I know looking at Jefferson County and Washington County, they have great um, trails that they use. I'm sure that there's resources we could find for Keokuk County. It could be utilized in Richland and create a nice little walking path that runs around the park. Well, that's so. it. So uh, the former mayor put in a lot of time. Mm -hmm. It was there a lot for uh, availability. You know, uh, you'd be stepping into the job. Uh, and I like it that you addressed the clerk's thing because that's on everybody's mind. Uh, I believe this will be the sixth clerk in five years that we've that Quite we've a few, I all get... together. Uh, um, so... You know, I like your ideas on addressing that situation. Uh, what else are you hearing from people in town about, you know? Well, I mean, there's a lot of things going on. And unfortunately, in a small town, like I said earlier in my in my conversation, that, you know, it's in a volunteer, volunteer position. So there's only so much time we can dedicate to it. The Monday night Monday, Monday night council meetings are a great place to start. You know, if people have concerns, I would ask that they go to the city clerk's office and address those concerns uh, so that we have them in writing and then we can really look at them. When people come at us and, and verbally, it's hard to remember what everybody talks about. But if it's down in writing, um, then we can sit down and really address them as a council and, you know, inquire and ask questions. I mean, that's the only way we can find out really what the problem is or the concern is, is to sit down and really start talking to people. Well, we need to be solutions oriented, I think, in town. And uh, so uh, talking to Tom Hoekstra, um, basically, we went from an $8.8 .8 million uh, value to a uh, 16.6 or something mm -hmm. like that million dollar value. So it's basically doubled uh, 
over the past decade or so. Um, and he thought, you know, a lot of these properties that have gotten down and, and, and the government wasn't the solution to all of those properties. You know, no. there was, you know, uh, individuals, I can think of three, you know, houses that were, were, were the, the market decided, but uh, there was also a lot that the city had to go through the process. And so uh, it sounds like you'd be willing to stick with that process. It could take five years to finally. Uh, it's an issue. I mean, the problem with, and luckily Richland is, as in, I would have to say that 80 to 85% of the houses in Richland are in good working order. Well, that's why the valuation, I think, is people here maintain their properties and increase the values of their properties. And there's always going to be properties that fall apart or fall into the cracks. I mean, when, when somebody dies in a home and there's nobody else to take it, somebody has to deal with it. And we've dealt with that issue. And we're still in dealing with those issues. Well, some um, of the people that, you know, like yourself are out there, you know, have taken on the challenge. Mm-hmm. of uh, taking on a property that isn't uh, in the best shape and do the best they can with trying to improve it. So I guess you can understand, uh, you know, and I like your attitude about let's try and work with these owners to try and make things better. Uh, what about the fire department? Uh, what do you see? Is there any uh, issues with the fire department moving forward? Are they? I think I just like, if I'm elected mayor, I'd like to have an open door policy and talk to the fire department and hear their concerns. As not being somebody who am able, who is able to be in on those conversations, I'm very limited in what I know. Um, rather than listening to hearsay from other people, I would rather speak to the horse's mouth in a sense, and you know, talk to the actual <clears throat> department and find out what their concerns are and and what they want to do and why they want to do it, and try to make it equitable for everybody. There's no sense in arguing over things unless we can figure out, you know, why it shouldn't be done versus why it should be done. We're talking with Andy Nelson, a candidate for mayor of Richland, Iowa. Uh, Very nice conversation. I thought you really covered a lot of the questions that I had in your statement. So uh, is there anything you want to cover before we? No, I just, I just like to, you know, ask everybody to, you know, Tom Hoekstra did a great job and I, you know, I don't think that he has never done anything but a good job. <clears throat> but sometimes change is warranted, change is needed. You know, maybe a new face or, or a new outlook is worth a try. And that's all I'm offering is a, a new, fresh perspective. You know, I'm certainly not um, looking at any of what our predecessors have done as being anything but positive. Uh, but sometimes a new change can make it more positive. Well, the quickest way to make half the town hate you is get elected mayor. Okay. So I hope you're up for that challenge. And uh, can't anyway. please everybody, but we can try and at least listen. Well, anyway, thanks you guys for listening. Uh, give Andy a chance. I want to let you uh, know that I'm going to be organizing a candidate forum for the city council. Also, I think there's seven people running for city council, and there's five spots open. I think we've I've lived here for 15 years, and we've had you know, many, many elections, but I never felt like we ever had an informed election. And I think uh, that through these podcasts, uh, there's a chance to get, to give people a chance. Mm-hmm. And then they can, now you'll be able to listen to this, you know, now or anytime in the next month or so. So tre- please uh, inform yourself about uh, the candidates that you're voting for, because uh, it's pretty obvious anymore. That it's important who we choose. So It is. And it's uh, important that you go out and vote. All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Andy, for being with us.